becoming indistractable. I'm Julian, your host, and I want to redefine my relationship to technology. I want to become less distracted and more intentional. That's why I started this new series of episodes following the journey of my 30-day experiment, Becoming Indistractable. That means for the next four episodes, Carolina is going to guide the discussion around the intention and later the progress of this experiment with me. If you've ever struggled with mindless technology use, this episode is right for you and possibly the experiment as well. So without further ado, let's jump into the recording with a wonderful intro from her. A potentially life-changing experience is about to begin. And uh, Julian is about to embark on a journey of detox, but not really detox, is a redefining of his relationship with technology. So I guess also this is the invitation that you extend to everybody that wants to join to, to explore the relationship that everybody has with technology and see what is behind, like just not to do it mindlessly as we usually do, just taking everything for granted and as part of our lives, but to go deeper and to see why do we resort to technology so often and for so many things and uh, maybe even going deeper into what are the feelings underlying. So, so yeah. And this podcast is about uncovering your intentions and the rules of the game that you're about to put yourself into. Exactly. Yet yeah, does, as you said, feels like taking back ownership and responsibility of the creation of my life. Mm-hmm. And so it feels, feels actually really big. And now to like put some backstory to it, um, I think recently we talked again about technology or how it's influencing me especially because uh, a couple of days back I found myself watching YouTube until 4 a.m. in the morning and I was sound asleep yeah I didn't don't yeah no. yeah totally. luckily <laughs> didn't want to wake you up but no but this was like one of the signs for me at least is like okay something is seriously wrong here <laughs> um but funnily enough i was watching actually videos about digital minimalism so but what basically means or i was watching people who who went from their smartphone back to their dumb phone and sort of downgrading the technology to loosen their distraction their addiction to it mm-hmm. and that triggered for me then after watching 30 videos of that, <laughs> so binge watching that, um, I got into, okay, wait, I'm, I'm watching that, that, that's interesting to me, but I'm not doing anything with it. And when we then talked about core values and what's important in our lives, this sparked really an excitement because it feels very relevant for me right now. And I feel myself right now in a... Um, at a place where I can choose two directions. And I could continue doing things like I do right now with just sort of mindlessly doing things and always 
falling back and finding myself in the same loop again or choosing right now with a relatively let's say harsh experiment to shift that and bring my course or bring me the direction of my life into the other direction the possibility well since i know you you've been in this love-hate relationship with technology where you're like go away but come back go away i need you <laughs> it's it's yeah. interesting that you're becoming so resolute resolute <laughs> in this occasion and that you are diving deeper into everything that's that's surrounding the topic um but yeah i guess the context is very recent Mm -hmm. But since you did Vipassana, if I remember correctly, your intention there was to get off your phone. <laughs> so this was like three years ago or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. And before you were saying that you would watch a lot of TV or you would spend a lot of time in front of your computer or playing video games. So, so yeah, it's, I think it's deeper than just the technology itself, but rather the habit of being mindless and yeah. just surrendering your consciousness towards this this portal as we were talking about like on point yeah yeah it could be like the tv the the video game console or whatever yeah and so. i did exactly what for example in the book digital minimalism by carl newport was described as getting rid of your technology for like 30 days And then slowly, slowly reintroducing it, and it did not do anything for me. <laughs> it it worked for like maybe one or two months, and then it just came back to the completely old patterns, and everything stayed as before. When did you do that? Um, that was I think after the first vipassana, mm. and that's it worked also quite well because I did vipassana, knew what was happening there and why it's so important. For context, vipassana is a ten-day meditation retreat where you are not allowed to speak and have any contact with others no technology no writing nothing so you're basically meditating all day for 10 days exactly so after that i felt very centered in the moment very present and that felt so great mm -hmm. and i had the real motivation to continue with that but as soon as that motivation faded a little bit i just became lazy with the rules reintroduced technology and was just all the time back in front of the screens and distracting myself mm -hmm. and perfectly as you said like it is way beyond just the technology because i've used throughout my life different kinds of technologies to distract myself mm. and now it's right now the phone and the laptop before it was the tv video games whatever like things like that and now it's just the what i also noticed the ubiquitous availability of always using the phone and having everything to distract myself mm. and i think with the with this experiment i want to go back to the, this present feeling that i had in vipassana mm -hmm. but more long term like really making a shift in how i see it because i do love technology Mm -hmm. I do love to learn about it, be curious about it, and see what's what's up with that. But now the change is I want to really use it intentional and for sort of my purposes, 
when I want to learn something, I can obviously still use the internet and cool websites. But when I don't, I want to have the ability to choose not to engage with my phone, with social media or other things. Mm. And right now I do not have the feeling that I can choose that consciously by myself. Mm-hmm. And that makes me a bit scared as well, <laughs> saying it now. It really has this feeling that whenever I am in a situation, or when today was, you had a couple of times where there was just a pause where nothing was going on. Mm-hmm. And I felt the urge to just grab my phone and go on social media and do something. And not being aware of this is just really scary because I do not have control over it. If I have just my phone in my pocket and I cannot control it, it's, it's, yeah, it's great. It's scary to me. So to create a baseline, um, right now, what is your relationship with technology? Like how, how often, let's like, let's get concrete. Perfect. How often do you, do you check it? And what, what's the feeling that you get? Like when, when you need to check it? Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think I, I checked a couple of times now, how many times I open the phone, for example which is between 80 and 120 times a day, I think, that I open it. And was it about 150 notifications on average a day, something that I get. And I think on average, probably between two and four hours a day that I that I, I am on my phone, depending on how much I uh, other activities I have going on. Mm-hmm. So just to have that as a, as a base level, I think is, is good, perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think... Sounds almost like pretty normal, I think, right now. But today's st- standards mm-hmm. that for like three hours, let's say, on average, I'm on my phone, and hundred times I open it. And it's it's not about like how much time is really spent on it, mm-hmm. but whether it's intentional. But I, I think it's also a good measurement to to see then afterwards whether that changes. In terms of the feelings that you get when opening it. Like what, what leads you to opening it and how do you feel during and after? At the moment, it is, feels almost like a little bit of excitement or relief, I think, um, that whenever I get a notification that I like, that's like some information or uh, Instagram or a friend texting me, then it's this excitement and it's like, oh, yes, something cool is going on. Mm-hmm. And as you also noticed, that's even happening when we talk. Mm-hmm. That I'm on my phone just doing something. Oh yeah, yeah. We we talk continuously talk, and then I just check my phone and be mentally absent though, mm-hmm. which is horrible. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and other situations that I'm multitasking and just realizing that I am on my phone not consciously. But just because there's this little uh, dopamine hit that it's sort of nice, it's like, oh, yes, it feels nice. Or or if needed, if somebody's needed or some, it's a bit hard to really define it because it's it's just a positive, quick feeling, I think. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But now I think, especially when I free time, I'm sort of waiting for it. Mm-hmm. And I cannot decide, oh, for the next three hours, I'm not going to look at it because 
if it's there, I'm just pressing quickly on the button to see, oh, is there any notification? And this is nuts. This is like crazy behavior to check whether your um, co cocaine was delivered or something <laughs> like that to, to make it drastic. But yeah, it almost okay. feels like it. And how is it when you finish, when you drop the phone and you're like, okay, I went through all my notifications, I responded, I'm done. How does that feel? Um, usually that point doesn't really happen because I just go on to other things and um, just be in the loop then. But if it happens, it's more like an empty feeling. It's not like, oh, great, that was nice. And then let's go on with something else. That would be the best. <laughs> but it's right now it's more I'm checking it and then I responded and it doesn't feel that rewarding actually or that deeply fulfilling as I expected when I got the dopamine hit in the beginning when opening it. How is it like looking up from your phone into the rest of the world? Mm, that's good. Um, not, not good feeling, but good question. <laughs> Um, what I have usually is then I feel mindless of the present moment because I was just in the device in this different world that we just, we had that. It almost feels like you go through a portal into a different world mm -hmm. and then you're coming back and I need to readjust. Oh, wait, where am I? Uh, how do I feel? What's happening? Mm -hmm. And really take some time to come back. Okay. So that's the baseline. So three hours of usage, a hundred times opening and uh, feeling of, uh, well, junky, like <laughs> a dopamine hit uh, yeah. every not like through notifications, but then just staying mindlessly within it and then getting out of it and uh, like having troubles <laughs> getting back into reality, going back to humaning. So that's that's the baseline. That's where you're at. Where would you like to get to in terms of metrics that we just described? In let's start with the easy ones, the metrics of um, the opening and the time spent on devices, especially phone, because the computer is hard to track with the work that's actually happening. Mm -hmm. But with the phone, um, I definitely want to go to below to maybe even below one hour or around one hour. I think that's fine. Because also I used to read on my phone. Mm -hmm. So I would take that time actually out, out of the equation. But most of the time, everything else is just spent on my phone. So I would like to have that below actually one hour mm -hmm. a day. Opening times, I don't know, just a few actually, because it's not really needed. Like also people restrict their times of checking emails like two, three times a day. I think on the phone um, would be nice to just have it. Let's say below 40. I think that would be cool. Because like sometimes it's needed when you're traveling, like checking Google Maps all the time, uh, where we are in the bus. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> the one we took, need to, to get off. Realistic. So, so yeah, I cannot bring it down to 10, I think. Um, sometimes it's just needed. Mm -hmm. So at least having the average, I'm trying to be realistic. And I already did a lot with like the notifications that they're bundled now and like being presented three times a day. So that's cool that they have that feature. And 
in terms of how I feel when using technology. I think that's actually even the more important metric. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I started like really defining this experiment and how I want to go about it. And then I already started just having a focus time. I gave myself like 25 minutes to write it down, clearly define it, and then stop. Mm. And it felt really nice. It felt I created something. I felt like I was proud of it. And I felt like I could just close it now and, and re-engage with the world here, with you having a nice talk and doing whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And not just going on to the next video on YouTube that I found yesterday or whatever. Because <laughs> that's happening usually. I think I'm just, it's just going the easy route to the next tab and continuing. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I use technology, I think I want to feel that it was intentional and it was in a way fulfilling or gratifying, mm-hmm. but not in, in the short term, like, oh, I watched the video and I'm completely off center again. Mm-hmm. But for like half an hour chunks, I want to like really see that I created something. I want to use technology more as a creation tool now rather than a consumption tool. But um, this implies that you're using your phone for creation or is it because maybe your phone is more for for social connections or something like that? Oh, that's fine too. Like I was speaking now mostly a computer, but also with the social connections. It's like, oh, I want to use the time that I spent on the phone as, oh, I helped somebody i did a good deed or i did something that was meaningful in some way mm-hmm. and even if like really thinking about the time that i could spend for example on whatsapp mostly using that for communicating with friends that oh maybe i sent just an, an audio message or a video rather than a quick text mm-hmm. so really reintroducing the deeper meaning and the possibilities having with such technology mm-hmm. rather than just sending okay and whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> so making really use of the time and taking that technology to its best level in the use for myself for the intention that i have okay so it looks like the transformation from from this parasite <laughs> that just rules your life and uh has you has you hooked to this very intentional tool that is it's intent it's intentional <laughs> i guess yeah. that's that's the best word to describe it and that it aids you in fulfilling certain certain things that you want to get done exactly mm-hmm. like it it's and getting done doesn't mean like just work and whatever but also getting done in the sense of just focusing on building relationships keeping in touch with friends and creating deeper meaning a deeper relationships while especially while we're on travels that's the only thing i really have to continuously stay in touch with friends mm-hmm. and i think that's that's so important to me okay okay so that's a that's a good starting point and desired end point um in terms of the feelings is there something else that we missed like something related to how you want to feel when you get out of the technology and you look into the world? 
Yeah, I had it yesterday already a little bit when I just set the timer really for 25 minutes. I'm going to work on this. And afterwards it came out. I was like, this was great. I like that it has so much power that I can create those things with it. And I think the feeling that it has is really, it would have, for example, take me so much longer to write on a paper or something like that. And so it's just nice to see the potential in it. The feeling how I want to get out of it, I was drifting away again. Mm -hmm. um, I want to have the feeling that it felt intentional the time that I spent on it. Mm -hmm. I think that would probably be the best. That, okay, I, I chose every minute that I spent on this very intentional. Mm -hmm. Because that sort of feels like it gives me back power, the choice to decide whatever I want to do with it, rather than the mindless, non in control of, of the the triggers. And yeah, this is the feeling that I want to get rid of the mindlessness, the yeah. feeling of I have not control over what I do on those devices, because the technology, the algorithms behind it are just so good that I cannot uh, decide freely. Yeah, it feels like there's this vortex where your presence just like falls into and <laughs> you just have yeah. no presence anymore. And like we keep on saying mindlessly and I, the opposite, at least for me, to mindless is present, intentional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is there a way to introduce presence in the use of technology or is it incompatible with this portal that just absorbs your, your attention? I think to some way it is difficult, I think, because just being in that world in the computer and the internet creates something, shifts something in <clears throat> your mind and the perception of it. Um, but I think it's definitely compatible that I can use this technology for things I want to do intentionally. Mm -hmm. And then close it again. So the gaps doesn't like I, I'm not going so deep into it that I take like two hours to get out of it again. And I think that might be like the direction that I go. I want to go mm -hmm. to like have breaks of it because our mind just cannot stay three hours focused on something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so it probably is not worth it anyways. But rather just again reintroducing intentionality by having s shorter chunks of time spent with it mm -hmm. okay yeah but yeah something that i read again in the in the book um of indistractable which initiated this i think as well from from nia Eyal. Uh, he wrote at first the book about being hooked on technology like how big tech is is doing that and now Right, he wrote a book about how to actually use it intentionally. Mm -hmm. And I love that because it feels it's deeper, going deeper into internal triggers of us as humans. Uh, just trying to avoid discomfort of difficult feelings. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is quite the, the, the direction I 
feel is very important and I feel is very aligned with myself because I tried already getting off just technology, the phone, but it's not about that. I think it's deeper, it's underlying, it's the internal triggers that we just run away from this discomfort or a difficult task um, or just emotions of sadness or loneliness. We just get into that. And I'm not sure whether he said it or picked it up somewhere else, but the most important skill in the 21st century is focus. Because mm. that's, or the attention, because that's also what all the social media is trying to get, right? Yeah. As soon as somebody has your attention, then they can sell you something. <laughs> then they can do something with it. Yeah. And I do did not feel like I have control over that anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that's that was a very big feeling for me to go back to intentionally put the focus to where I want mm-hmm. and not just to be directed. Yeah. Which it how it how it feels right now. Yeah, we we discussed briefly about this before of how technology advanced so fast and became so good in such a short period of time that we didn't really get to learn how to use it and how to interact with it. So now we are working in this fine line between addiction and usefulness (laughs) that Mm -hmm. technology has because it has amazing capabilities. But at the same time, it has this very destructive power of just dragging you into this world and not allowing you to be creative or enjoy the time with your friends and family because the the web is, is more attractive. So there's, yeah, there's this, this learning curve that we need to subject ourselves to, to become aware of the uses of technology mm-hmm while not being completely drawn and sunk into the pit of addiction uh, to social media and to, to every website that looks pretty. Yeah, and it's, I think especially noticing what's important to you and like what gives you really long-term fulfillment, what's important for you in your life, not just in the next week. Mm-hmm. Because when you look back on uh, your life, when you imagine you, you're going to be 80, then most of the studies that have been done in psychology is, oh, we need connections. We need mm-hmm. good friendships, good family connections. And then something also that usually fulfills us, fulfills us that we feel like, oh, we contributed something to to greater good. And I do not have that with just quick interactions with technology. And I think, yeah, going back to this that this is actually the most important part technology can be a supplement uh, an auxiliary a helpful tool for it Mm -hmm. but not be the main source of that yeah i think at least from our psychology perspective the main or the most important thing is again connection we need connection with other people usually in person and that gives us such a nice feeling yeah and i think it's important not to deny the good that comes with technology. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's because it's lovely. Like really, uh, we we're constantly traveling, but we get to do video calls with our friends, with the family. I we get to have clients. We're therapists, and we get to have clients still while climbing a mountain in Peru. So there, there's great power that comes 
with technology and I love it in many ways. But at the same time, there's the, the unintentionality when you just do it mindlessly that there's, there's these forces within the internet and like within the apps that we use that just want to keep us hooked. And it's not because they're evil and Illuminati. Maybe they are, but <laughs> um, it's not like with necessarily evil intentions, but they are ad-driven companies that just want to keep our attention so they can sell us more ads. Uh, so, well, they can show us more ads that they can they can charge to whoever is publicizing something. So um, what, I, what I do think is they're... For, for everything it's like you go into a forest and there are berries that are very nutritious and very nice and there are berries that are poisonous and gonna make you shit your pants so you you have to be knowledgeable and aware of what you're stepping into when when going into the forest or when going into your phone and uh, what you're what you're bringing with this experiment i think it's a really good call for attention into an intention into when you're opening your phone or when you're entering the forest. It's like, okay, are you going to shit your pants or are you going to get some vitamin C? Yeah, it, totally. I think that that was like the the other relevant motivation for me to do that. That this also publicly now, um, because I, I think it's really important what you said. We technology came about so quickly that we just took it on and it's like, oh, it's nice. But we never had the knowledge or wisdom to see what are the long-term effects of it. We just didn't. Mm -hmm. And I think now we're like, what was it, 10, 15 years in to realizing what's happening. And I think now is just really important just to stay, take a step back and just reassess for yourself. Is that the way I want to use this technology? Mm-hmm. And exactly what you said, call for attention, for reflection. Is this right now the life that I want to use with technology or not? Yeah. And for me, it's pretty clear it's not, so I want to change it. But right now, it's just about getting the awareness of what's actually behind it. Why am I doing this? And this, I'm still not really clear about it, but I think this is one of the main forces. And I just quickly want to bring in the the rules that I set for myself mm -hmm. that are this experiment basically. So the first and foremost rule that I find so good, and I think probably the the, the experiment would work just with that rule, is noting down the intention before using my phone or laptop. So basically, I need to have a small notebook with me at all times <laughs> and writing literally down like phone right now just to check WhatsApp messages mm -hmm. for the next 10 minutes, for example. Right now, opening the computer to write the script for the podcast. This exactly like that and like 25 minutes or how much time I intend to spend on it. And that is, I think, the most important rule. But the other thing is um, called Surfing the Urge, a tool that uh, Nia Yal introduced in the book, which is basically that if I have the urge to look, for example, something on WhatsApp, like notifications or check Instagram or whatever I have, it's fine for me to do so. I don't want to restrict myself to completely um, exclude everything from my life. 
but I do want to do it intentionally. So surfing the urge is basically I give myself 10 minutes of buffer time between noticing that feeling Mm -hmm. and actually doing it. So when I have the feeling of doing anything, anything mindlessly, it's okay, I can do it, no worries, but just in 10 minutes. I need to wait 10 minutes. And, and you I, need to write it down. And I need to write that down <laughs> intention, yeah. And I think the deeper level, deeper level that comes with that is noticing the internal triggers that I have. So when is this urge coming about? How does it feel? Which emotion is maybe behind it? So like really, like quickly nodding down those things as well. What, what, what makes me wanting to do this right now? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think those three steps. So nodding down my intention, then surfing the urge for having 10 minutes in between. Mm-hmm. And then while doing that is just noticing any feeling that's coming up, any anything that's wanting me to do that to just really understand what's behind it. I'm, I, I don't know yet. Okay. I think I have ideas of some discomfort, some emotions that I want to just distract myself of, and that works well. But <laughs> um, just, yeah, really knowing it, I think helps. Okay. And just to clarify then, it's, it's free reign. Like you're not restricting yourself in terms of what you can do with technology, but rather, how you engage with it yeah so right now i want to mindlessly scroll instagram i can do that but i need to write it down and wait 10 minutes and as soon as i you know just decide doing that i'm free to do anything Mm -hmm. okay Yeah. yeah that's interesting like you're setting the bar at a reasonable height like it's it's a challenge but you're not torturing yourself necessarily We'll see. <laughs> yeah, but I noticed already, like I did today, started starting by just writing down the experiment a little bit. I noticed already just writing it down makes me like, oh, I'm just opening it right now because I'm bored. <laughs> it's like, that's stupid. <laughs> okay. And then, then I stop. So that I think it works wonders already because I can then also track later. Oh, yeah, I spent like an hour just mindlessly scrolling and I wrote it down and then I can look at it. It's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> so I think it's it's probably going to be really, really holding me back from open, opening my phone at all because I also need to write it down. Like there's, there's a lot of friction. I'm, I'm curious to see like what happens when we're having a conversation and we are like, how do you plant bananas? And then we don't get to Google it because we need to wait 10 minutes. So I guess we've just come up with alternatives or so com- completely forget about it yeah <laughs> don't yet know how that's gonna go but um okay but I, w- I wanted to to also ask you what is if if you were to fantasize or dream about a, a long-term impact in your life like something that you take from this that stays with you forever <laughs> forever or as long as you live, mm-hmm. what would that be? I, th- I think it's the freedom to choose when I want to use technology. Because mm. right now it's just, I have a question, I Google immediately. 
I have the urge to just check Instagram for some reason, I got a notification, then I check it. Mm-hmm. And I do not feel like I have um, the control or any um, sovereignty in actually deciding about this. Mm. And like what I hope as well is that I get more into creation mode rather consumption mode. Because I love technology and I think it's amazing what I what we can share with it with a lot of other people. Mm. And I'd also like to do that. But most of the times I just get distracted and just lose motivation just because I, again, mindlessly scroll something. And my hope would be that I get to write more, maybe blog posts. I like that. And maybe also prepare more podcasts and just be more in this creation mode of how can I support people mm. um, in this journey, but also in, in just the coaching journey, I think. And I would love to dive deeper into that, have more time for this, because that gives me long lasting, fulfilling joy when I can see how I can maybe help changing other people's lives rather than, yeah, doing other things on social media. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that, that would be so amazing if I can just focus on the creation rather than just the consumption. That would be a dream. Because right now it's not happening. Well, that was that was exactly the question, um, and I do think that if if you get to to that point, you're turning your biggest challenge into uh, a virtue, or yeah. uh, or into something a gift, that you almost. bring into the world. So, it through your work with technology, you can transform. Uh, your your mindless energy towards more intentional energy, and I guess pave the way to for for others that want to do the same. Um, something that came up when you were talking about technology, like I was thinking, like how how would I like to feel mm-hmm. about it? And I think for me, it's more like an indifference, like a, an acceptance of of it and like just seeing a notification and being like oh whatever or like <laughs> like oh a, a bird just flew by or just like there's a crumb on the table like things that just are and don't necessarily have a pool that i mm. could engage with but i don't have to so just seeing notifications in my phone and being okay with that i would love that <laughs> i would love to live in that world um right now i the, the tiny red circle just drives me crazy and I have to open the thing so then I don't see the red circle. <laughs> but I cannot see unread emails yeah, in my inbox. I have it's, a problem. It's, <laughs> it's, it feels like I'm, I'm irresponsible or something. But um, I would like to get to a point where it's just, it doesn't matter. It's like, oh, there's a message. Okay. <laughs> and uh, more like neutrality towards technology rather than this pool that i need to engage or maybe i'm missing something or okay but you have it too it's not just me being crazy no i think i think it's a pretty prevalent thing Mm. Uh, whether we're aware of or not um but yeah how ideally i would like to feel about it is through that indifference and as well the intentionality because 
it's a sea of information. Like when we open uh, a device, like an iPad, a computer, a phone, we have access to the biggest library <laughs> of information ever um, without going esoteric. <laughs> Maybe you can just trip balls and <laughs> just get, get information on uh, from from the stratosphere but in this case we're getting it from the web and i think that's fantastic and at the same time highly confusing <laughs> because if you're just randomly consuming information you maybe know the mating rituals of manatees in the i, I don't know where they are but wherever they live and like okay great i have that information now and it's taking space in my brain and I was actually looking a recipe for a cupcake. So it's it's like um, just confusing and disorienting to to have so much information without the direction that we're we're aiming for. So we're we're entering internet and we want to learn how chickens turn into fried wings at KFC. Uh, like the whole process <laughs> let's say oh, we, we're curious about that and then what internet has is that it has all of this clickbaitable content and all of this attractive websites and all of these things that pull you somewhere and all of a sudden you you wanted to research that because i don't know you you have a thing with kfc but you ended up learning about paracetamol and the side effects that it has if you use it for 30 years and it's like what no <laughs> maybe useful information but not really um you know, when needed it's yeah. very useful and very awesome that you can access it but most of the times we're just overloaded and don't even need that yeah so the rabbit hole basically just sinking into the rabbit hole of whatever yeah. happens and the problem with it is that it really is attractive like at least to me sometimes i see an email and i'm like oh my god that subject is so good i need to read this newsletter or something and maybe it's not the right time maybe i'm not open for that maybe i was in the middle of preparing for for a workshop that i'm giving or in a creative mode so the for me the neutrality comes in as well like seeing all of this clickbaitable content or this rabbit holes that I could go into and consciously deciding to go or not to go but not just like monkey brain going into whatever feels attractive and it's calling my attention because I feel that once the technology the computer the iPad the phone has our attention it's like it, it hooks us it, it has mm -hmm. a power over us that we're no longer 100% able to discern. And this is, I think, what you were saying before, that you are not in charge. Yeah. And so, I, th I think also in the, in, the, in the book Indistractable, he describes um, liminal situations. So basically situations that are in between of things and that are, um, for example, between one meeting to the other, you just quickly check your phone. Suddenly you're in, on Instagram scrolling for the next five minutes right before the other meeting ar arrives. Pulling out your phone when you're at the table right before dinner, something like that. Those those situations that are just sort of in between and are not important, but um, they're just quickly openers for us to get into the world, to be pulled into it. 
And the other part that came up when you were talking about clickbait things, they only clickbait or call like that because they know it works. Mm -hmm. And they're triggering our um, reptilian brain because we know that we don't really have control over that. So mm -hmm. as soon as, as technology and as clickbait and other things can get into our brains, into our reptilian brains, and they have enough data to, you know, A-B test this, <laughs> then we kind of fucked mm -hmm. because we really need to intentionally choose not to do it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we just go with it because it feels attractive in the short term. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, such so, a thing. But I, I wonder, like, how, if it can be done, like, to be neutral about it, to not be, <laughs> like, a, a, a gay dude in a, a club full of women that are flirting with him, and he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, something like that, that we could just be indifferent towards all of this mm -hmm. clickbaitable contents, like, oh, the declaration of the Duchess of Sussex that made the queen scream. <laughs> I love your examples. <laughs> I, I should, I should, I should yeah. write clickbait. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, you, you're like, oh, what did she say? Like, there's, there's something sparked in you. Or just in checking the stories, it's like some in, in Instagram, like somebody posted a story that you, you love and you, you want to see it. Like, well, maybe it's not the right time right now. Um, so yeah, so that indifference or that delayed gratification that we could have in other things, but I like I like the word that he just created with this book to just being indistractable. So I think it's almost impossible actually to feel indifferent about it mm -hmm. because it's it almost engineered for you to feel something, to want to read the next word of this title and just click it and want to know, okay, wait, what, 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 that, what did he say? What did make him do this? Like, that's always what the clickbait is, I guess, trying to get you to. It's really, just click there and then you enter this world and then you're lost already. But what's possible, I guess, what I, I think now before this experiment, what is possible is that we can notice that this is triggering us, mm -hmm. yet pull ourselves back and decide. I don't think it's possible to really eliminate this feeling to make it um, neutral, but still, despite of it, decide consciously. Well, that would be, in psychology, any trigger ever. So that's that's what we usually work with clients and like for example something gets you angry and yeah. let's put it concrete uh, your your partner always leaves the lights on and then you <laughs> you told him a thousand times and then he keeps on leaving lights on and just triggers it's just you. an example it's not it's true just, by the way it's not true no. <laughs> you're very ecologically responsible um but yeah for for example that and then every time that the light is on you're triggered and you feel angry and you want to lash out at your partner but the the training in psychology is like okay let's let's work on this let's let's first of all not react let's not be prisoners of our triggers second let's consciously decide what's the best course of action and 
the more you practice this this formula, the easier it becomes to just have the proper course of action or the, the desired course of action, not just the triggered one. And I do think now that you mentioned this is like, okay, maybe that's the goal right now is like find out what's the trigger, what's behind the trigger, what's the proper course of action and how can we uh, make it faster that that come back right like when when you get triggered and you go into the clickbait or when exactly. you get triggered and you check the the notifications how fast can you get back to being conscious being aware of what you're doing and reducing the the time that it that it takes for you to to become aware when using technology i guess that's that's the good aim that's a good goal to have that's a, I think exactly the idea that I have that I just want to pull back my energy my ability to make this conscious decision and be intentional about technology again that's, Solid. that's the idea so do you want to do a formal invitation to whoever wants to join you yes um, I do want to invite everyone who has that feeling of just being pulled into technology rather than deciding consciously what you would like to do with it and for the next weeks really weeks four weeks um, decide that you just want to pay attention to it and if you would like to go maybe as drastic as it sounds as I do to write down every intention you have with the phone or the computer you could do that or just take the 10 minutes in between the urge that you feel, which I, f I think is actually quite difficult. So I'll see. Um, or just also just being aware and paying some attention attention to how you feel um, around using te technology before, what triggers you into it and how you feel afterwards. Mm -hmm. And how I would like to continue sharing it is by every week, in those four weeks, um, providing, I guess, an update through, I guess, a podcast um, on every Saturday or Sunday and a short uh, website, a uh, blog post on, on my website about it. And you can also find then the podcast update on my website too, yulamerton.com. That's, that's the invite. And there you can follow my journey and then you can also join with yours. Um, comment on the on the posts and let me know how it's going for you because I would obviously not be much on Instagram <laughs> I hope uh, yeah so that's that's my idea that I choose a medium that doesn't draw me in that much mm. and so I will share there and um, yeah join me there nice well thank you for being the guinea pig on this experiment I feel too lazy to do it myself so i'll yeah, just I'm, let you do it and see how that goes i'm curious how it like <laughs> me doing this passively affects you yeah so it might might be cool to have an update about that too yeah i i i don't feel drawn to it right now but it could be that like the, seeing your your results maybe <laughs> inspires me um but yeah thank you for for taking this time and taking this step towards 
exploring further like how technology affects us and what what are the deeper layers play at, at play in this in this dynamics so yeah good 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 job in being a a, a leading human in this in this area yeah i feel like it's one of the last calls that i have to actually gain back my sovereignty about my attention nice so it feels like a very important urge okay yeah